Before we get started, if you love what we're doing on the Church Sound Podcast, do me a favor. Hit that subscribe button. Review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen on. Check out our YouTube channel. And if you want more information, go to our website, www.churchsoundpodcast.com. See you in the matrix. Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast, where kingdom culture, real life, and technology intersect. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson, along with the pastor, Caleb Winley. We're here to help you get through Sunday. Did you hear the pastor? What about your live streams, social media? We provide solid solutions for all of your multimedia needs. Let's learn something today. Let's go. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to another edition of the Church Sound Podcast. I am your welcome, humble host, welcome, Mr. Welcome. Prentice Thompson, along with the pastor. Pastor Caleb Winley, how you guys doing? And your timing is impeccable once again, it is. sir. I, it is, I, I see you've been working. I see you've been listening to the shows. And yes, going I've been taking timing. my vitamins. You know, vitamins. taking your vitamins. You, you, you know, like they say in the West Indies, your vitamins, your vitamins, and your vegetables. Yeah, exactly. And those, yes, all yes, those things. Yes. All and the I, tables. All the tables. All the tables. <laughs> <laughs> all the tables. Welcome to the Church Style Podcast where kingdom yeah, yeah. culture, real life, and technology yep. intersect. And we're here to talk about it all. And today is show number 34. 34. 34. Beautiful Three day four. in the neighborhood, by the way. Before we start, That's I want to up. thank our sponsor, Metro Podcast Studio, the hottest yep. podcast That's studio in New podcast, York City. Yeah. If you need your podcast done or sounding lovely like this, they're going professional it. with live stream recording, post production, podcast production, yep. all the things you need, hit them up, MetroPodcastStudio.com, and mm-hmm. they can get it started for yeah. you. Yeah, but yeah, today, for sure, for sure. We yeah. have a special show. All shows are special. Uh-huh. Show number 34. 34. Today's title. Yeah. You know, I, I did I did a play on words like I always do. I did a play on words. I, play on words. I know you do, brother. It's all right. And everybody yeah. knows. I am a wordsmith. Not an MC. I'm a wordsmith. Okay. I did, I did, yeah. I did go to school. I did, did apply myself. Today's show is First Lady or First Not. Lady. Or Not. First Lady or Not. Right. To be or not to be. To be or not to be. That is the question. Exactly. Or not, however you want to phrase it. First lady or not. And we can't have, we can't talk about a first lady or not without a lady. Exactly. We we can't, we we, we can't, we can't speak on feminine things. You know, we. I can't, brother. Nope. We can't. We're not the first judge of that. It's not not our first experience. It's not our, it's not our experience at all. We have wives. (laughs) Yes. But we're not one. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So we have a special guest in the building. We do. So Caleb, could you do the honors of introducing did our I guest? Do the honors? Did you ever send me the bio, brother? I did. You should have had it. You should have got it. Did. But anyway, anyway, I got it. Don't worry about it. I always come <laughs> through in the clutch. Lock and flow. I can always come through in the clutch. She is a woman of God, strong deep. Yes. Deep. Hallelujah. She is a mother. <laughs> That's She's it. been in the ministry over 20 years. She's been married for 17 years. She got four children's. Children? Four children's. And oh. with a wealth of knowledge working with women across mm-hmm. the globe, I'd like That's to dope. welcome to the Church Sound Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Jacqueline 
Taylor. Taylor. Ooh, hello, everybody. Hey, I am hey, so hey, glad hey. here with you guys today. It is, a, awesome. it is wonderful seeing you in here. And you, those of you who are listening, if yeah. you want to see her mm-hmm. lovely face, what you can do is go to our YouTube channel. YouTube. That's right. YouTube channel, The Church Sound yep. Podcast on YouTube. Make sure yep. you check it out. Lots of content there. Go to the website as well. Tons of them. But show show thirty four is going to be a, a doozy, and I'm I'm just blessed to have her here on the show with us to yeah. kind of break down. You know, the our, our, the last ladies we had on the show were oh, wives, boy. and mm-hmm. that was um that was rather Ooh. interesting. Rather, um, that was a humdinger. That was a humdinger. He, he, he took the took the scab <laughs> took the scab off the wound. How about that? Let it get some air. How about that? Ripped it off. I was like, mm, didn't yeah. know didn't know that. <laughs> you know. I thought we was in therapy. We was in therapy. (laughs) But this is going to be therapeutic for all our lady listeners and all our male listeners who kind of want some insight into the mind Mm -hmm. of a woman in ministry. But before we begin, we do this thing every week. Yep, we do. And it's called Sunday School. And this week, the woman on the mic. Now, Uh I forgot to tell her she has to give us three choices for a title. Yeah, we did do that. Okay. Okay, so I hope we picked the right one. <laughs> I, I can give you three choices for a title. Oh, and see, 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 Kayla? see that? You see that? Flowing. Flowing. The family thing. The family thing. Okay. All right. So let's get started with Sunday school. And so what you got to do is give us three titles, and we'll pick from those mm-hmm. three titles. Okay. And um, I'm ready when you are. Sunday school. Yeah. Here we go. Okay, uh, you can pick from Step Up, mm-hmm. uh, mm. In It to Win It, mm-hmm. Okay. or Fellas Just Don't Understand. Ooh. That sounds mm. like, sound like Fresh Prince Bel Air. I heard the music and anything in my head. I heard the music. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm going to go with Fellas Just Don't Understand because I clearly <laughs> yeah. don't understand. Clearly. I like that one. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that one. Let's do that one. Uh, fellas, I'm okay. for 35. Okay, here we go. 35. All right, here we go. Picture it. I'm a big uh, Golden Girls fan. So you know Sophia always said, picture it. Sister, such and such and so and so day. So, <laughs> picture it. Of course, Miss this mm. week, I was feeling myself. I had a fresh twist out, and Uh-oh. I was Uh-oh. able to get into a dress that I hadn't been able to get into in a minute. Mm-hmm. But because I got a grown woman body and not a little girl body anymore, I said, well, let me put this shaper on and just help me not look like a Oompa Loompa. That's what I say. Okay? <laughs> Lumpy and frumpy and rumpy, because nobody <laughs> nobody needs to see that. So put the shaper on, mm. boom, bam, pow, golden, let's go. So I am a for real worshiper, okay? I'm one of those okay, people who okay. go to church, and if they say all we're going to do is praise and worship today, I'm like, let's go get it. So mm, song number one, everything is good. Chilling. Song number two, everything is good. We chilling. Okay. Song number three, I start feeling this shaper sliding up, up in his dragging the front of my skirt with it. Oh, no, 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 no. All right, all right, because what y'all fellas just don't understand is that shapers oftentimes will have like a sticky like on that 
inside of them to grab your leg so they okay. don't slide. Well, apparently yeah, we I got don't one. Understand. No, yeah, no, uh, apparently I got one that wasn't quite for women as shapely as myself, so it was sliding. So oh my God. it up and flipped, and now the sticky was attached to my skirt, and it no. was pulling. So I'm five foot ten. You cannot miss me, no matter how you 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 just not gonna miss me. So I'm one of those home. I'm holding the mic with one hand. Got the other hand up, worshiping. I'm like, how do I do this? So I developed <laughs> on that Sunday morning what I call the Sunday shimmy, which is okay. very quick and without anyone really noticing. For the ladies out there, whoever may need this advice, hold the mic in one hand, got the other hand up. You take the hand that was up, you put the mic gently in that hand, and then you just put your hand on your thigh and you rub. You know how you see people like, oh, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, you just rub. Thank you, Jesus. She's just having a moment with the Lord. Like, it's, you know, having a moment with the Lord to end. If I'm not, I'm not admitting that this may have happened on both sides right. simultaneously. But what I am saying is that if you ever find yourself in that position, ladies, then you yeah. just you get you you just have a moment. You you frequent. You can't sing no more. Both hands on both sides, down and over, <laughs> and you worship. And with that rub, you rub, pull, stretch, rub, pull, stretch. <laughs> you do a flip. And if That's you flip, awesome. That's my Sunday school moment. So so glad. You're right. We so definitely. Dope. That's what not understand what I'm saying. It, yeah, but it was it was it was it was chock full of information. It was it was it was, it was. chock full of information, ladies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, do take note if this were to happen to you. You now have a solution to your problems. Exactly. All right, so let's that get into our topic at hand, which yeah. is first lady or not. So first I'm going to preface this. Be patient with me. I'm going to preface this around titles at first. Okay. So titles, Mr. An adult man, Mrs. An adult mm-hmm. woman, usually married, widowed, divorced, Ms. An adult woman, regardless of marital status. Status. So the American idea is, is, a, is centered around titles. Mm-hmm. The first lady idea is involved with the presidency, foremost the hostess right. of the White House, where she organizes, attends official ceremonies, functions, states, and other things, um, and plans events for the cabinet, presidency, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Somehow, this idea of the first lady was steeped into the black church, where mm-hmm. many black churches, the wife of the pastor is known as the first lady. Right. Some will, will suggest you 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 address them that way and you consult them, that exactly. way. At, 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 you know, firstly, and the more right. research I really did, I really found out that it really isn't biblical. It's it's not found anywhere. And it's 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 nope. not found not anywhere. And if you go yeah. to our other churches with our other Caucasian brothers and sisters, you don't see it. They're Becky and Karen and, and Robin mm-hmm. and sister mm-hmm. and, and, and sister Sabrina. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. I wanted to, to paint the picture before I asked the question to you, Jackie. What do you think is the difference between ministry and being a pastor's wife? Mm, that's good. So let me just say this. Having been a pastor's wife. 
um, for a decade. My husband's not pastoring currently, but I'm sure will again at, at some point. Sure. Um, ministry can never be predicated by a title, right? Just like mm-hmm. authenticity or integrity can't be predicated by a title. I can call you something, but that doesn't make you that, right? It doesn't exactly. even make you worthy of what I'm calling you, honestly. Um, being a pastor's wife is just um, a role that you find yourself in by default when your husband becomes a pastor. Any mm-hmm. woman who is married to a pastor is a pastor's wife. Mm-hmm. Period. Yep. Ministry comes into play on different levels. Most times when you have pastor's wives, or a lot of times when you have pastor's wives, pastors, you have their wives that fall into a few different categories. You have the one who's like, babe, you got it. That's your thing. Do it. I'm so proud of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the one who's like, mm, I don't really want to be a part of that, but you can do it. I'm not telling you, you, you can't do it. I feel you. you have those who are more on the end of, you know what, this is our thing. We're doing this together. How can I serve? What can I do to make your load easier as a pastor and, you know, and be in, involved in this ministry together. And then that person 2.0 would be a woman kind of like myself where I'm was totally in there, but then I also have a strong personal call to ministry myself. So there's okay. something ministry related that on my own, outside of being my husband's wife, if I had never been my husband's wife, I would still be passionate about. But that's how I kind of break the difference between ministry and, and being a pastor's wife. Amazing. Okay, that's good. Amazing. That's good. That's good. So, so how did you um, handle the expectations of being a pastor's wife? I know they had to come along. Some had to, I'm pretty sure there were a few. And if so, where did they come mm-hmm. from? Yeah. So there were some expectations that I brought into the game, right? Because I grew up in a rather large church. Um, I got saved at 13 years old and I was at that church from 13 to 27. And I served in several different areas of ministry in that church, one of which was um, serving our pastor and his wife. Um, And so I was very, very close to them during those years. And I had an example of my, in my mind of what I should be and what I should do as a pastor's wife. So I brought that expectation into the game and it was very quickly <laughs> squelched. And I think, <laughs> like, oh, okay, that ain't going to be it. Okay. So, so what now, what, what now? Um, it was probably about five or six years in during our last church merger, where we ended up Uh, merging with a congregation that was a little bit more old school in nature and feel. Mm -hmm. And that was, I was in my late mid to late thirties then. And that has something to do with it. The expectations has something, how old you are when you're a pastor, how old your children are. um, All of those things go into play. Cause when I had a whole bunch of little people, you know, my kids are only one year apart. So when we were looking at uh, six, five, four, and three. I'm not doing anything. Um, although I did everything during those years because we were planting, but theoretically. And so I, I had to come to a place where I could look at mm-hmm. the other women in the church and say, hey, listen, I'm not looking for you to tell me what you think I should be. I'll, I'll let mm-hmm. you know the things that I feel called to and the capacity that I have. And if you need something beyond that, then you're going to have to go to maybe one of the elders' wives or to someone else. Cool. Wow. Cool. Wow. So cool. let me ask you a question. Um, when, so when did they first, so they, so right at that point, did they started calling you first lady? 
Yes. When we did, when we had our last church merger, and here's where it differentiates. When we started, when we planted our church, we were very small plant. And so okay. everybody just called me Jackie because because that's what I was like, Jackie. I'm not, right, right. I'm not doing this. Then right. our first church merger, we merged with a small, older Caucasian congregation. So it was definitely Jackie and JT and it, which I was, I was cool with because I had been in a lot of multicultural spaces gotcha. at that point. So I was like, okay, fine, whatever. When we did our last church merger, which was a larger congregation, but the congregation was predominantly African-American and the membership was average late forties and up that okay. was first lady from the time I walked in the door. And from the time wow. I walked in the door, I said, you don't have to call me first lady. Like Jackie is fine. And those wow. women to this day will text me, will hit me on Facebook. And it's wow. first lady, such and such, 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 first lady, such and such, such and such. It doesn't bother me anymore. It did for right. a while, but I had to sit myself down and just kind of think about it. Think right, about right, right. Of it. Um, and then I got over it. Why, um, what, 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 what bothered you about it initially? Yeah. Well, I didn't want to be seen as someone who was unapproachable. Right. And I didn't want this, the things that I had seen, which was, you know, that's first lady, you got to talk to, you know, Sabrina and see if first, see if you could go and talk to first lady or that's right. first lady, you know, you don't. Right don't move her stuff over two seats or don't ask her to wait on the elevator because the pregnant lady is coming down the hallway. And, you know, just, there was this um, stigma in my mind that said, Mm -hmm. I'm a step above you. And I just never wanted to be perceived that way. That's Mm -hmm. good. That's good. And, you know, I I think most, for the most part, they're trying to come from a place of honor. Absolutely. But because, the black because of us and the black before the black church we've never been honored outside of church and then we come into church and now everybody's looking at us like we this big overwhelming people we are we 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 the hottest thing you know since sliced bread because now i'm getting all of this information i'm getting all these titles i'm getting everybody's attention i find that a lot of people don't know how to kind of bring it down where I'm still looked upon as a human being. Mm-hmm. I'm not that superhuman person that just is gone. You know, nothing bothers me and I should just be put on a pedestal and nobody should touch me because, you know, I got this title now. And that it's so strange that you see that. And I see that. And I've seen that for years in the black church. It's crazy. You know, the funny thing is that, um, I even see that with, you know, you know, males, not just first ladies. Oh yeah. I yeah, remember yeah, yeah. I was in, I was, I remember I was in the gym. I was working out in the gym when I lived in Virginia and it was this older guy and he, I was seeing him, I was saying, Hey, good morning. And he would be working out doing his thing. And, and then people around him started to recognize him. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden people's tone started changing. <laughs> You know, <laughs> their, their, their vernacular changed, you know, their tone and, oh my you know, the church talk and sure, sure. instead of having a normal conversation with him. And I could tell he was just frustrated because he was like, I just want to come to the gym, yeah. work right. out, talk right. to this young fella here. Um, we're just having a regular conversation. And here you come talk about God bless your dog. 
Mm-hmm. And I knew that God blessed that dog. And the dog, and you know, you know what, Pastor? And the dog came in the room. And when he came in the room, you know, he was, I could tell he was hungry, you know, because deep down oh in my, my heart and his soul, you know, because we're, we're late, you know, God made the dog and the fur and the grass and the ground all around it. And therefore, you know, when the dog came up and I said, you know what? That dog remind me of my pastor, you know, and yeah. my pastor, you know, and on um, the verse, if you look at the first thing, it'll be last, last shall be first. So therefore I serve the dog. But the switch up is so real. The switch up is yeah. so real. And I think that is where, you know, I, there are so many elements of the respect, the honor, the family, the presence of the black church that I absolutely right. love. Right, but right. what I don't love is the switch up. Yeah, because yep. integrity says that you are who you are all the time when somebody's exactly. watching and someone is not watching. And I think that what titles have done um, in some instances is right. it makes people feel like they can have an on and an off switch. Mm, if I'm a exactly. believer, I need to be a believer all the time, and I need to carry myself. Right. I don't need to, even as, as the pastor's wife, I don't need to feel like, okay, I got, I got to turn it on because I'm with everybody. Right. But as soon as church is over, who I can turn it, you know, I can turn it off. Mm-hmm. Now there is a level yeah. of appropriateness as a leader, because, you know, of a, as a leader of anything, there's a level of appropriateness. Right. There's a le- there may be that not maybe there definitely were times when I wasn't necessarily feeling Jay on a Sunday morning. I had to have a whole conversation with my face before I walked out into the sanctuary, you know what I mean? Because he is their leader and my right, husband, right. but their leader, but just that switch up what we have done and what we continue to do is to push people farther and farther away from authenticity and integrity and more right. and more to it's showtime. And yeah, the world, exactly. and, you know, people who are not safe, see that and they smell it from a mile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need yeah. to come up with a term for this because code switching would, would not even Suffice. <laughs> no, because it's we do no, that. No, it's, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. It is. It's, it's bigger it's than the whole other you know? I can feel yeah. my voice. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. But we talk about a whole other vernacular. Yeah. You know, yeah. that goes it's, along it's, with it's in a crazy, posture, in a posturing that goes along. Yeah. It's right. just like you could smell it a mile away. You're like, oh god. Yeah. 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 So, so where it's did funny. you? Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, it was funny. I was thinking about uh, something. Uh, one of the uh, a female I heard of a female pastor say this, and she talked about the she talked about black men and in, 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 um when a black man comes into the church, she said, "Think about it this way: when you are a black man in America, you're not honored, you're not respected, you're not giving anything. Most of us have been put down. We we don't get the top jobs. We don't get the money that we're supposed to have." And then that person who has been ostracized and demoralized outside of the church comes into the church and they're like, oh, man of God, who, what? Mm-hmm. And they lose all sensibility because <laughs> right. now somebody is finally seeing me as who I thought I was or who I, who I never thought I could be. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a, it scares me when, when she said that, I said, wow. Because if, amazing, you think about because if you give somebody in the world all of those things, all the things that black men unfortunately don't have. Exactly. If I took a, a 25-year-old, 30-year-old, 35-year-old mm-hmm. black man who had never experienced being noticed, being chosen, being any of those yep. things, and then gave it all to him, nine times out of 10, 
he will mess it up. Why? Because exactly. if he hasn't been taught the integrity, right. if you don't have a value system when you have nothing, giving you something is not going, it's not, it's not going to benefit you, right? right. That's You're why right. you see right. people who are poor stewards over their money win the lottery and be broke in two years. Exactly. With enough money that should have lasted them a lifetime. But yep. because yep. they don't know how to steward it. And if we yep. don't know how to steward attention well, then, you know, we see what happens. We mm. see the statistics. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's what can happen. Mm. So it's like, wow. it's a catch-22. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. I call it a catch-24 because it's a little more than that. I got to <laughs> yes. add two more and move ass. <laughs> catch-24. Yes, 24. Because it's 24 hours in a day. There was hell. Yeah. Abar, okay. Abar, right, Abar, Shah. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Hallelujah. 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 Two by four. Two by four. Two by four. <laughs> so, so when did you find your voice inside of all of the the church planting, first merge, second merge, kids yeah. getting older, um, marriage? moving membership changes all those things like when and, and how did you find your voice inside of that man i honest first of all that's a great question um and all of those things that you mentioned for a woman have so much to do with knowing your voice or in my case not knowing your voice um got married young had babies right away and continued mm-hmm. to have babies on the tail end of having babies. Don't yes. do that. Don't, don't act that way, Prentice. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> on the tail end of having babies, we planted the church. Then our uh, youngest daughter was diagnosed with cancer. Then, then, wow. then, 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 then. Like life just wow. kept happening. And for me, I did not find my own voice until mm. I was probably about 30 six, about 36, 37 years old. And what happened was I'd had a dream and in the middle of the night, the Lord woke me up and I don't say that lightly and gave me characters, names, names and descriptions. And I just woke up and I jumped up and I wrote them in the back of a notebook. Um, It's my habit that if I have to start writing something in a notebook that's opposite of what it's for, then I'll go to the back and turn it upside down so that I can remember, you know, that it's something different. And that happened to me. Um, and uh, about that happened when I was about 33 and at about 37, I was sitting in the middle of my bed one day and I just heard out of the shadows and I was like, what is that? And I just knew I needed to go back to those characters. And within about four weeks, I have written a complete play. I mean, I'm talking about written the songs to go with the play, wow. had the characters, had this, had that. And oh, wow. in that year, I established... Um, my first LLC and we did a women's conference in that September and we did the play and it was just something about it. I'm a person that I don't like what I call, I don't like janky stuff. I don't like halfway mm-hmm. done stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just something about the vision that the Lord had given me that it was clear for me when, when God tells me something, it's, there's no question about it to me because it's clear. Gotcha. And the way right. that thing came together, I, I remember standing in the audio booth with, um, the, our engineer who was running the music for me. And I was like, I'm standing here watching this, but I really can't believe I wrote this. Like, I can't believe that this is mm. actually happening. And for me, that was really the beginning, not of knowing what I was passionate about, but it being revived because all the years of being 
the pastor's wife, the little kid's mom, the sick kid's mom, the, this wow. person, you know, all of those wow. things as a woman, yeah. it changes you and you have to kind, right, of, right. kind of morph and redefine over and over again. Wow. Um, and so that was kind of that calling for me of having a strong personal calling. I always say I have a calling to do life with women, not women's ministry, because it's not predicated mm-hmm. on inside the four walls of anybody's church. Um, okay. So that was when I really felt like the Lord was like, all right. And co- co- that coincided with me going back to work, um, which I hadn't worked. I was home with my kids for 12 years. So it was just these incremental steps where I could feel the Lord was like, okay, all right, we can start to, you know, kind of take our foot up off the brake a little bit. And sure, sure, sure. So, yeah. So wow. I guess I got a question. How, if, if, if you had an opportunity right now to tell mm-hmm. some female who is just about her, her husband's just new to, just new to ministry, how does she move from labels to voice? I think the first way that you move from labels to voice is through a intimate, personal relationship with the Lord, right? Not one where you study so that you can lead the women's Bible study or so that you're mm-hmm. studying just so that, but one for you. And as a wife and as a mother, <clears throat> that looks different in different phases of life. When you have a bunch of little kids, you don't have time to break out your strongs and this commentary. Sure, this, sure, sure. You know, you got to get it where you can get it. Um, in those years, you are really struggling for time with the Lord, but it is about maximizing what you can get. And don't go looking, um, don't go looking for something that's great and grand and completely different from who you are. Mm. For instance, my sisters and my friends laugh at me all the time. Um, and Pia can tell you this is true of me. If I see a woman out in public, I'll be like, oh, girl, you wearing that dress. Oh, girl, you wear perfect stranger. I've always been a person who when I see another woman doing something, right. I, if I see a mom pushing a stroller and holding a little baby's hand, girl, you got them kids together. I know it's not easy. I've That's always been an encourager of women encourager, my entire yeah. life, even as a young woman. I've always been that way. And so it was always there, but I was always looking for something else. And I'll be like, okay. well, Lord, what do you have for me to do? What do you have for me to do? What do you have for me wow. to do? But that was it. So I would say an intimate you know, relationship with the Lord, being aware of the things that you love. Because what you love, whether you're a fashionista, whether you love to cook, whether you're into makeup, whether you're into fitness, the Lord can use any of those things mm-hmm. to, you know, as a ministry. Um, right, right. So I think that's one of the places that I've seen women get off kilter the most. They feel like they have to, I got to teach Sunday school. Well, not if you're right. not about children's ministry. Now, when you're first planning a church, maybe you do have to because right. it's all hands on deck. But right, right. if you're not passionate about that area, when it comes time that somebody else can do it, you need to let them do it. Instead right. of trying to fit into this box so that the they, whoever the they is, will look at you and say, oh, she's a good pastor's wife. Right, right, right. right. That's right. Good. So if you had to define the, if you had to put labels on the boxes that people tried to put mm-hmm. you in as a first lady, what would, you, what, would you, what, would, what, what would be those labels? Man. Well, definitely. Um, Women's ministry leader. Okay, women's ministry leader. Okay, mm. box number one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
All the problem fixer. All the problem fixer. Oh. Okay, box number wow. two. Wow. Um, cook for any church event. <laughs> in, in any church event at all. Um, box number three. And, and responsible for anything that my husband was supposed to do that may have fallen through. Wow. Mm. They didn't call you the prayer leader? No. That's amazing. No. Mm-mm. no. Let me ask you this. Do you think that, because I, I've always wanted to ask this question to, to women who are in ministry, especially first ladies or pastors wives, as, as we put it. Do you think they should preach or not preach? Or do you think they should preach if they're called to preach? And what if they're called to preach, but their husband or the church doesn't see it that way? Oh, that's a great, <laughs> that's a great question. What a fantastic question. I'm chock full of them. I think I, 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 um, think, I, I think I struck a nerve. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. So let me just put it flat out there. I'm about to be 41 years old in a couple of weeks. And this is something that I, and I say that because I don't know if it's the same with men, but decades and ages really matter with where a woman is, you know, right. in, in her thinking. Um, I have found myself in the last five years really struggling with the way that honor of female leadership um or with the way that female leadership is not honored in the church. And I don't mean honored in the sense of given a title or anything like that, but the way that it's seen. Here's why, because in the Bible, I see, right? I see, I am not a theologian, but in the Bible, I see where, you know, the Bible makes clear in Acts, they were in the upper room, all the disciples and the women were with them. You know, you'll find over and over again in the mm -hmm. word, where the, the Lord is specific enough to say they were walking, Jesus was going from town to town, heal, healing people, and the 12 were with them, and the women were there. Oh, okay, because okay, you, you didn't have to say, and the women were there. Sure. Um, you know, even with Jesus' return, who did he, when he um, was resurrected, who did he show himself first to? A woman, and said, you go and tell right. Them, right? right? So I see an honor for who women are um, and for their abilities, um, to listen, I love to cook. Okay. I, I, and I love to rock babies, but I can do more than that. I've done a fair That's share true. of that in my lifetime and I'll do a whole lot more of it before it's over with. But as a woman who has a strong personal call, I've wrestled with this and I've been in more than one denomination. I'll just say it that way. I've been in those who believe in female pastors, um, mm -hmm. and women speaking and those who mm -hmm. not. Um, and right, so right. where I'm falling and stepping into in this leg of my life is, Lord, what do you say? Okay. What, what is it that you say? I see in your book where you impute honor to women, no matter what it right. is. You imputed honor to a prostitute. Okay. So exactly. you gave her exactly. honor. You're giving, them, you're giving all of us honor. <laughs> and so I, what I believe and, and where I have firmly landed is that I don't rely on the church um, with four walls to provide mm -hmm. a platform for me to do something that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt the Lord has called me to do. 
I don't, I wouldn't address myself or have the title of pastor primarily because I know that when someone hears that, when certain groups of people hear that, it's going to completely shut them down from listening to anything that I have to say. And it's my husband who taught me that years ago when we were arguing (laughs) continuously about this very subject. And he said, babe, don't try to put yourself in a box. Just do what you do. And so that's the way that I have, um, that's the, the way that I've pursued it. It is very hard for me, however, when I am in environments, when I know that women are have a calling because everybody who talks shouldn't talk okay let me just say that men or women everybody who's talking right now about good half should just sit down and listen right right but it is very difficult for me when i see almost if you imagine double dutch double dutch ropes when the rope is high you kind of want to jump in when i Mm -hmm. see women who are internally in that space but they're in a church that does not support them yeah. Um, yeah. So it's really, it's really, really hard because you only know what you know, right? There are certain things that someone c- can't discredit from me because I've, I've seen it. I've, I've seen people healed and get up out of wheelchairs. I've seen demon mm-hmm. possessed people. I've seen these things. So you can't tell me, oh, that's not real. You can't. You can tell right. somebody else that, but you can't right. tell me that, right? right? And in the same way, if you've never seen a woman walk in integrity and minister the word and not try to usurp the authority of the men who were leading the church, then you mm-hmm. may not believe that it's possible. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going with Jesus. I, I'm Team Jesus. I'm, I'm about done with what does this denomination <laughs> say? What does this group say? I'm, I'm, I'm rolling with what the Lord says. Yeah, that's dope. excellent, excellent, excellent. So describe your um your work with with um pastor. I mean, church planting wives. Okay, and how did that come about? So. Yeah, I um, I went through a residency or a cohort with my husband some years back, and this cohort was designed specifically for church planters who were in an urban context, because planting in an urban context looks very different than planting in a suburban context, um, yeah. and it's more than just black people versus white people or you know brown people for it's it's more than just that. Um, how you do what you do is very different. So I went through that with him years ago. And a couple of years after going through that, the program had been revised a little bit and they were now offering a specific component to wives. Um, And so I started doing that and that was my, put my tiptoe back into the water of working. So at that point I started training, um, planting wives who were going through this cohort. So these cohorts were made up um, of planters, potential planters. So none of these guys have planted yet. None of these couples okay. have planted yet. And it okay, would be cool. about 10 couples at a time. And I would travel at that time to New York um, every other month and sit down and talk with these wives about specific topics. Uh, and that just kind of morphed into uh, a bigger job uh, over time. Mm-hmm. And so now for the last three years, I've gotten the opportunity to work with planting wives all across North America um, with oh, my wow. job. And I'm predominantly responsible for wives who are in uh, the Northeast and South. So New York and Boston and New Orleans and Florida. And so, yeah, it's it's awesome. It is um, it's super purpose-filled and a real 360 for me because okay. I hear them say things. And some of them, it's crazy because I'm not old enough to be old yet. But I'm old enough to hear people say stuff, and I'd be like, "Oh, you so sick. That ain't oh, oh, you little baby, like, twenty-seven year old." I'd be like, "Oh, that's what you think? Nah, check it." Um, so I have those moments, 
But it is also wonderful to hear the passion and the willingness that these wives have to go where they um, know that they and their husbands are called and to sacrifice comfort, to sacrifice the big house or some of these couples are walking away from six figure jobs to go, you know, and pursue the ministry. And so it's, it's, it's really, really cool. I tell them all the time when I do, um, interviews with them. I say, I'm not old enough to be your mama, but I can be her cool younger sister. So I can be your aunt. Okay. We can can do that. So it's very, it's an awesome and very fulfilling job to get to, to get to journey with them. And some of them I get to journey with, you know, even, some of the women who I've met over the years have become like friends in real life, which is pretty powerful too. That's dope. That's amazing. Dope. Amazing. So, amazing. So can you talk to us about we as women? Sure. Okay. So um, I mentioned earlier that I had uh, started my first LLC about uh, six years ago and that was TaylorMade LLC. And that was at a time when I knew the Lord was saying something and I was like, all right, let's go. We just got, we got to go. <laughs> I didn't been That's released it. and I'm going for it. And so I ha- I started TaylorMade LLC. Um, but to be honest, all I knew was I wanted to help women. That's all. Mm, so okay. what do you do when you're a church girl and you want to help women? You do women's conferences. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so we did a few of them. And I mean, now they were good. Because again, okay. I don't like janky stuff. So, you know, the Lord blessed and and it really was the Lord's blessing because I have a dime to do any of the things wow. that I'm doing. Okay. Um, but it, it was good. Well, mm. things changed in my life, in my family's um, situation, and we ended up moving from Virginia to Georgia. And when we moved, mm. that was also the... It wasn't, it didn't have to be the death of TaylorMade, so to speak. Okay. But I just felt like, okay, that season is over. And I was so okay. sad. Like, Lord, oh. you just gave this, like, come on. Why right, is he right. playing this game? Like, you you just let me be free, so to speak, or, you know, do this. <laughs> and so, right. um, so that's, that, that was it. That, that was just it. And I would get sad. I would see the anniversaries come up on my Facebook and it'd be like, last September, <laughs> you were doing this. And, you know, these speakers yeah. were like, forget you, Facebook. Um, <laughs> but then uh, this okay. year, again, in a dream, I woke up and, um, you know, did what you normally do when you wake up in the middle of the night, got up, went to use the restroom, got a little sip of water. And it was just one of those nights I knew I wasn't going back to sleep. And so I got a journal, came downstairs um, in our house and I was sitting here and the Lord said, I'm giving this back to you because now you understand that it doesn't belong to you. And since you understand that it doesn't belong to you, you can have it back now. You've learned some things I needed you to learn. And um, quite honestly, my husband has um, a nonprofit focused on black and brown young men called We As Men. And for a year, okay. for about a year, my husband was like, you should just do we as women. And I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing we as women. I, that's missing me too. I'm not doing what you're doing. I had a little <laughs> attitude problem. Okay, I had a little, little attitude problem. <laughs> and um, there was a lot of layers to that. But when the Lord woke me up that day, he said, and you will call it we as women. And I was like, wow. Okay. All right. Wow. 
So we as women is a group um, moving toward nonprofit status that is all about walking with women on their journey of becoming, right? It's about sisterhood. Um, we are, you know, I'm a believer, so if, uh, and I'm the founder. So we are Christian-based, right. but we are open to everyone. I say all the time, you know, when I'm doing lives or even just talking to people that you may not be interested in Jesus, but he is very interested in you. And so I try to make myself open to ladies like, hey, if you want to have a conversation about what I just said, hit me up. Let's talk more about it. What I have realized in this journey um, is that as a woman, you cannot walk through life alone. You just can't. And that's biblical. You know, the Bible says, you know, when you're walking, it's better to have two because when one falls and the other one is there to pick them up and woe to him or her who's walking by themselves. You fall down, mm-hmm. you're no help. That was the That's paraphrased it. version, but you know, it's in there. <laughs> um, and so it is the culmination of what I have been passionate about my entire life coming together, walking right. with women different from different um, places in life who are in different stages in life. You know, at this point, I can walk with a mom who's got three, four littles at home. I can walk right. with a mom who's walked their child through a terminal illness. I can right. walk with a wife who's like, yeah, this marriage was cute when I was in my 20s, but I don't know about this. <laughs> yeah. third. You know, right. I've been right. through uh, enough things to feel like the, when old women say, you know, just live a little while and you'll learn. Just, just, just live a little while. And so yeah, exactly. that's really where what we are all about, about journeying with women no matter where they are. And I'm excited. You know, I that's had dope. big, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And the Lord was like, right. what happened last time? You can do these two things. And then, exactly. I'll, then I'll give you the next. So yeah, we yeah. are, um, as my Nana would say, we're slow, but on the go. Um, but just wanting to right now establish presence and establish connectivity and remind women, no matter where they are, whether they're in a jail cell, whether they're nursing a baby, whether they're battling infertility, whether they're in their 40s and wondering why they're not married yet, whether they're in their mm-hmm. 50s and wondering if they're going to stay married, like mm-hmm. they are not alone. So, yeah, that's good. That's dope. so. How, so how are you using technology to to get this get this message across? Wow. So technology is the way right now, um, both, both with we as women and my nine to five job. We are mm-hmm. um, in my everyday job. We are running online cohorts where we're using uh, platforms like Zoom or RingCentral, which, you know, they're like twins anyway, um, mm-hmm. to allow us to still be able to connect with these women that we can no longer physically go to. Exactly. And with we as women, I'm using um, Instagram. I'm using Facebook for the people who still use Facebook. Um, I'm also using, um, well, Facebook to do lives. Um, so I'm, I'm making my way through in that way. But technology is really leading out. Um, my youngest daughter, the one who's a cancer survivor, she's the techie in the house. Um, Amen. And yeah, she, she likes, she, she, she like likes somebody own. else. Uh, who yeah. I, I won't mention. Um, <laughs> she's the techie. So I'm like, I am at the point where I'm like, here, make this work. I don't take my phone. <laughs> I needed to do this. I I'm not that techie. I'm the part. Put me in front of people. Don't make me use right. And so um, being able to get advice for her from other people, giving her different uh, quote making 
thing, apps and things of that nature on the phone. And she is, you know, that's her job. Okay. She get paid 25 every two weeks and she don't let me forget pay that. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm, I am muddling my way through technology, but I, it is definitely the primary way that I'm able to connect with people. Um, on a, a wide array of people or, or a large amount of people at one time. Wow. Amen. Wow. That's dope. I hope y'all had pen and paper. You can always rewind this. You can always go yeah, watch yeah, it on yeah. YouTube. So I want to, I want to thank Jacqueline Taylor yeah, for dope. empowering women and, and, yeah. and, 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 and teaching us men how to listen yeah, exactly. and hear and, and what, and what yeah. is going on into the mind of, uh, women on um, pastors' wives, and I hope you guys got something from before we get out of here. We got this thing we call <laughs> 30 Seconds and Gone. 30 Seconds and Gone, that's it. <laughs> 30 Seconds and Gone is just rapid fire questions. Jackie, you can answer this question any way you want. You can expound right. on it, you can give me a blurb, anything you want to do. All right. All right. <laughs> question number one. My diet killer is cakeies, cookies, or cakes. Cakes, but it gotta I, be good, like homemade cakes, like not crap out the box. Like, yeah. Okay. okay. House slippers or flip flops? House slippers. Favorite woman minister or ministers? However you want to. Um, Priscilla Shire and Jada Edwards. Mm. Mm, good stuff. Finish the phrase. My kids are a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh, gosh, Caleb can say the same thing. (laughs) Oh Jesus. Yes. Last question. Okay. Favorite book in the Bible. Mm. Oh. That's so hard. Hebrews. 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 Okay. Hebrews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, let me tell you something. I, uh, if you guys have not learned anything else about me, you've learned that I am a person who thrives off of community and people being together. That sure. great cloud of witnesses takes yeah, me yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Every day, I feel like I can't give up. They looking at me. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta keep out. And Hebrews 10.39 is one of my very favorite scriptures. Basically, what it says is that we are not those who give up and are made ashamed of, but we are those who persevere and we keep going. And I translate that as like, yo, we ain't no punks, okay? You ain't about to punk me out. We're going to keep going. So yeah, Hebrews is not that life. Amazing. 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 So So, this has been impactful. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this. And I know that you have too. And um, I just want to close it with this. I would like Jackie to give us a prayer for the women who are listening. That's the Okay. That's good. Yeah. Lord, thank you so much for who you are. And thank you for your faithfulness. Father, you said in Genesis, let us make them men and women in our image, in the image of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so... Lord, I pray for any woman today who is feeling less than that she would be reminded or that maybe even she's hearing for the first time, girl, you are made in God's own image. There's nothing to feel less than about. 
Father, I pray that you would empower each and every uh, pastor's wife or ministry wife who may be listening, who has been fighting to find her footing, who has been tossed backwards and forwards by the expectations of other people. I pray that she would silence her, that she would get alone with you and silence out all the other voices, God, and that only what you say would remain. And I pray, Lord God, that her husband would be supportive of this process. So much of what we endure as women, so much of the changes we go through um, can be made better or so much worse by the support and understanding of the men that we have married. And so, God, I pray that their husbands, even the things that they can't understand because they're not women, that they would at least uh, be supportive of their process. God, I pray for the mom who is home with littles right now, who's got so much ability um, inside of her, who's wondering, God, is this all I'm ever going to do? I pray, God, that she would come to a place of realizing that if she never does anything else, that she is living out legacy in front of and placing legacy into those littles each and every day. And I pray, God, that she would learn the lessons of endurance and patience and peace and uh, contentment in this season. And God, if if and when that season changes, I pray, Lord God, that she would walk in integrity in all of those areas because of what she's learned. God, I thank you um, that you not only love women, God, you honor them. You loved your mother. You um, There's a special place in your heart for daddy's girls. And so, Father, I pray for every woman who's listening this to this today, God, or whenever they may hear it, that they would know that I pray for every man who may have struggled with this, that they would be reminded of it. And that if there's something that's been said that they're like, huh, that doesn't make sense, that they will go to the word for themselves and search it out. Thank you for your faithfulness, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You know, I feel whole. I feel whole. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel feel whole. (laughs) I felt that. (laughs) (laughs) But like we say every time when we close, keep God first in everything you do. And we will see you next time right here on the Church Sound Podcast. God bless.